Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Is anyone surprised that Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has issued a, we'll call it, very strongly worded response to Paca Papa Francis's visit to Canada and to his participation in extremely questionable rituals of a Pacamama nature. Is anybody surprised by this? No, you shouldn't be. We've, in fact, many of us, myself included, were expecting this to happen, that Vigano would issue a response. And I have it for you here in full. I will have to soften some of the words he uses because otherwise I couldn't put it here on YouTube. So that's just the way it has to work, unfortunately. However, his letter will be easy to understand, regardless if I have to do that. But first, I wanted to give you an addendum or a correction to the video I did yesterday on the Trinitarian Sisters of Mary. They are a group of nuns based out of Mexico. I said that their uh, order location, their convent in San Diego was the one being suppressed. Strictly speaking, I was incorrect. The one that I was referring to was in Los Angeles. So my implication that Cardinal McElroy was involved is probably inaccurate, although it wouldn't surprise me if he was. But this is actually much bigger and much worse than one of their convents being shut down. As it turns out, I spoke with my source that I have mentioned that I mentioned before that I got my information from, and it <laughs> my source managed to get some clarif- clarifying facts from the nuns themselves. So here is what actually happened. The Roman Roman Dicastery for Religious Life has suppressed the Trinitarians of Mary based in Guadalajara, Mexico. That's their mother home. This suppression affects their satellite homes in places like Los Angeles, but has nothing to do with the local ordinaries. It's all of them, all of the convents for the Trinitarians of Mary. They have been formally suppressed as an entire order. The Jesuits haven't been suppressed, but this order has. And no, they are not a traditional order. They are not. I've read some things online. I've had some emails from people talking about some questionable things that happened there. But they offer refuge to priests for their their priestly retreats, and they spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament engaged in 24-hour adoration. I'm willing to forgive a lot for anybody who is spending that much time, any organization that is doing perpetual adoration on behalf of the church. But to be clear, this is a direct attack from the Vatican against their foundation, their mother house in Guadalajara, meaning against the whole order. The reason that, well, that my source and another person he had been conversing with, they had been speaking with the nuns in question in their Los Angeles home, going back all the way to January of this year. The only reason for this persecution was because they have perpetual perpetual exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. This means perpetual adoration. This is why they were shut down, plus, of course, their traditional habits. No traditional sacraments are done in any of their houses, except for when the, an occasional 
traditional priest might come and say mass for them. That's the only time the traditional forms of the sacraments are offered, to be clear. So this has to do with adoration, probably their habits. And I have had it confirmed that they've already attempted to play nice with Rome by swapping out the traditional habits for the jumpsuit, pantsuit things you see so many nuns wearing. For those who say that they should go independent, that's probably not going to happen. It's just probably not going to happen. I don't know what happens next, but I wanted to clarify Los Angeles, not San Diego, but really the entire order. And that McElroy was probably not involved, though. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. Anyway, let's get on to the Vigano letter. Here, Vigano is Vigano. He often writes letters. He writes letters much more frequently than I present here because most of the time they're either about things that you're not going to care that much about, like Italian politics, or they're about things that I can't talk about on YouTube. So, but here is one that I think we can we can cover. And this is this was published first. I first saw it on Marco Tosati's website, but then I saw that uh, LifeSite News just put this up. Hopefully, they'll leave it up this time. Unlike the last couple times I cited them, where they pulled the stories down before you could see them. Please, LifeSite, stop doing that. Anyway, Pope Francis's pagan smudging ritual was an act of submission to the. Um, we'll call them the Novus Ordo Seclorum because if I use the actual words that he uses, I'd get in trouble. Here's Archbishop Vigano. Give an account of thy stewardship, for now thou canst be steward no longer. My wife, when asked who converted her to Catholicism, always answers, the devil, G.K. Chesterton. It is not by chance that Satan is called something in Greek with the double meaning of liar and accuser. Satan lies because he hates the truth, that is, God in his essence. He lies because if he were to tell the truth, he would reveal his own deceptions. He lies because only by lying can he also be the accuser of our brothers. He who day and night accuses them before our God. And just as the most blessed virgin, the tabernacle of the incarnate word is advocata nostra. So Satan is our accuser and the one who inspires false testimony against the just. The revolution, which is overturning of the divine cosmos in order to establish infernal chaos Having no arguments to discredit the Church of Christ and the Christian society that has been inspired and guided by her down the centuries resorts to slander and the manipulation of reality. Cancel culture is nothing other than the attempt to put the Civitas Dei, that's the city of God, on trial in order to condemn her without proof, imposing the Civitas Dioboli, the city of the devil, as its counterpart of alleged liberty equality, and fraternity. In order to do this, as is evident, it prevents the masses from having a knowledge of the truth because its deception is based on ignorance and bad faith. This premise is necessary in order to understand the gravity of the behavior of the one who usurps the vicarious power deriving from the supreme authority of the church to slander and accuse her before the world in a grotesque parody of Christ's trial before the Sanhedrin and Pilate. On that occasion, also the civil authority listened to the false accusations made against our Lord, and although recognizing his innocence, had him scourged and crowned with thorns in order to please the people who were stirred up by the high priests and the scribes, and then sent him to death, crucifying him with the most humiliating of inflictions. The members of the Sanhedrin thus misused their spiritual authority, as the prefect of Judea misused his civil authority. The same farce has been repeated throughout history thousands and thousands of times because hiding behind every lie, behind every unfounded accusation against Christ and against his mystical body, which is the church, is the devil, the liar, the accuser. 
and it is evident beyond any reasonable doubt that this satanic action is inspiring the events reported in the press in the last few days. From the perfidious mea culpa of Bergoglio for the alleged sins of the Catholic Church committed in Canada against the uh, native locals, to his participation in pagan rites and infernal ceremonies of evocation of the dead. Regarding the faults of the Jesuit missionaries, I think Correspondenza Romana, linked here, has answered exhaustively, enumerating the crimes to which the martyrs of Canada were subjected at the hands of the locals. The same applies to the alleged accusations relating to the schools in question that the state had entrusted to the Catholic Church and the Anglicans in order to bring the faith to the local people and favor the assimilation of Christian culture of the country. We thus discover that the Oblates of Mary Immaculate were the only defenders of the traditional language and the way of life of the locals in question, unlike the government and the Anglican Church, which insisted on an integration that uprooted the local people from their origins. We also learn that the alleged the alleged cultural uh, G word of the local people in question that the Commission de Veritate et Reconciliacion had to deal with in 2008 was then transformed without any basis of truth or probability into a physical G word, thanks to an absolutely false media campaign that was supported by Canada's Weasley Caesar and a pupil of Satan Claus and a notorious proponent of the uh, of uh, the larger integration and the program behind it. But if the truth has been officially recognized by experts and nonpartisan historians, nevertheless, the cultist of lies has continued its inexorable process, culminating in the official apologies of the head of the church, demanded by the Weasley Caesar of Canada, and immediately made by his own Bergoglio, who could not wait to humiliate once again the institution he unworthily represents. In their eagerness to indulge the official narrative and please their masters, Weasley, Caesar, and Bergoglio consider as a negligible detail the total non-existence of evidence about the phantom main claim on a large scale of burials in which hundreds of the most vulnerable were supposedly secretly interred. This ought to be enough to demonstrate their bad faith and the pretentiousness of their accusations and mea culpa. Also because the press regime demands the heads of the enemies of the people with summary trials, but is careful not to rehabilitate the innocent people who are falsely accused. The purpose of this filthy operation is all too obvious, to discredit the past of the Catholic Church as being guilty of the worst things, in order to legitimize her present persecution, both by the state and by the hierarchy itself, because that church, the intolerant, rigid Catholic Church, which preached the gospel to all peoples and which allowed its missionaries to be martyred by those immersed in, the bar in ancient barbarity, must no longer be allowed to exist, must not proselytize a solemn nonsense, a various sin serious sin against ecumenism, to quote Bergoglio, and she must not claim to have any truth to teach the nations for the salvation of souls. And Bergoglio wants us to know that he has nothing to do with that church, just as he detests the doctrines, morality, and liturgy of that church. To the point of mercilessly persecuting the many faithful who have not yet resigned themselves to following him toward the abyss of apostasy and who would like to honor God with the apostolic mass. Not that anyone has ever thought that Jorge Mario can in any way be Catholic. Every expression, every gesture, every movement he makes betrays such impatience for that which even remotely recalls our Lord that by now his attestations of irreligiosity and sacrilegious impiety are superfluous. Seeing him impassively watch the satanic rites of evocation of the dead performed by 
a shaman unbelievably worsens the scandal of having rendered idolatrous worship to the infernal Pacamama in the Vatican Basilica, thereby desecrating it directly above the burial place of the Prince of the Apostles. Asking forgiveness for the non-existent sins of the missionaries is a despicable and sacrilegious act of submission to the <clears throat> Novus Ordo Seclorum that finds perfect correspondence in the complicit silences and scandalous protections for which Bergoglio is responsible toward, towards the true victims of his protégés. We may hear him ask for forgiveness in the Middle Kingdom, in Africa, and among the icebergs of Antarctica, but he will never hear him pronounce a mea culpa for those things committed in Argentina, for the horrors of the lavender group of McCarrick and his accomplices, and those whom he promoted as his collaborators. We will never hear him make credible apologies for having lent himself to, this, to be the celebratory endorser of the um, 2020 solution, which say we know is the cause of a terrifying number of, shall we say, problems. We will never, he will never beat his breast for these sins. Indeed, he is proud of them and knows that a gesture of sincere repentance would not be appreciated by his principal supporters, who are no less guilty than him. So here we are, standing before the liar, the accuser. Here we are before the ruthless persecutor of the good clergy and faithful, both of yesterday and today, the zealous ally of the enemies of Christ and of the church, the fierce opponent of the Catholic mass, who is an ecumenical participant in satanic rites and pagan ceremonies, a man divided in soul by his dual role as head of the sect that occupies the Vatican and as an inquisitor of the Catholic church. At his side, in his squalid performance, is his altar boy, Weasley Caesar of Canada, who propagates the nouveau bio, uh, reality projecting doctrine and associated first deadly sin ideology in the name of inclusiveness and freedom, but who did not hesitate for a moment to repress in blood the just and legitimate revolts of the Canadian people, which was deprived of its fundamental rights with the excuse of the 2020 problem. They make a nice couple, without a doubt, but both have been sponsored in their careers by the would-be Caesars of the world in their anti-Christ uh, program. Both have been placed at the head of an institution with the task of demolishing it and dispersing its members. Both are betrayers, betrayers of their role, of justice, and of truth. These summary trials may perhaps be appreciated by contemporaries in bad faith or in ignorance, but they do not withstand the judgment of history, much less the unappealable judgment of God. The day will come when we will be called to render an account of his administration. Rere reactionem vilicationis tua, hame ene non potades vilicare. Give an account of thy stewardship, for now thou canst be steward no longer. See the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verse 2. Says the Master in the parable of yesterday's Gospel, until that moment, as baptized and living members of the mystical body, let us pray and do penance in order to remove from us the punishments that these scandals call down upon the church and the world. Let us invoke the intercession of the martyrs of Canada, who have been outraged by the accuser who is seated on the throne of Peter, so that they may obtain from the throne of God the liberation of the church from the present scourge. Signed, Carlo Maria Vigano, Archbishop, 1st of August, 2022. And there you have it. He doesn't hold back. My apologies for the bad Latin. Something deeply ironic about a Latin mass advocate like myself who can barely pronounce Latin words. I understand that. And uh, my apologies for the clumsy substitution of words, but it just can't be helped. Um, I'll have this linked today in the show notes at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end, so you can read it for yourself. Just look for today's post, and you'll find it there. I'm curious what you think about this. He goes into more detail than I did in my own just dismissing of the official narrative coming out of Canada. 
then, you know, he did, he goes into a lot of it saying it wasn't the church, it was the state, and it was the Anglican church, but it wasn't the Catholic church. I know some of you don't agree with that, but you should look into his claims. Um, again, if you go to the, if you actually go to the LifeSite article, they have linked in there the actual report that he references. So go take a look at it for yourself so you can see his claim. Don't take anybody in the church's word at face value, especially not mine, please. But don't take anybody's word on this at face value. Go look into things yourself because we live under the diabolic disorientation that has entered the church. Curious what you thought about Vigano's letter here. Let me know in the comments what you thought about it. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.